Hey everyone, and welcome once again to the Warrior Monk Podcast. I'm your host, Lance, and on this episode of the Warrior Monk Podcast, I've got Chris Walsh. Chris is a Special Warfare Officer in the United States Air Force, and he's also part of the Air Force World Class Athlete Program, where he's been working as part of the Team USA bobsled team. He's also on the Air Force gaming team and currently working on getting into uh, his active racing career as well. So one heck of a guy. He's got a lot going on. So throughout this conversation, we speak a little bit about that, like how to balance all these life goals that you have, uh, how to fit in the time to get it done, uh, as well as talking about working through athletic injuries, which he's experienced a little bit, uh, which I think almost any professional athlete, if you're over the age of 25, you're probably going to have had at least one uh, injury or setback in your in your life. And if you haven't, it's very likely to happen and kind of how you psychologically as well as motivationally take on those challenges when um, sports related injuries end up coming your way. Uh, he's a heck of a guy. And I really enjoyed the conversation, and I think you guys are going to enjoy it as well. If you haven't already, please go check out the Warrior Monk podcast on Apple, on Spotify, and it's also on Audible now as well after after requesting a, one more platform from a couple of people who've gotten in touch with me. Leave a review, leave a like, and share it with somebody that you know. If you know somebody who's a Warrior Monk, you think they're going to enjoy the content of this podcast, I'd really appreciate you sharing it with them. All right, guys, I hope you enjoy the conversation with Chris Walsh. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Warrior Monk Podcast. Uh, I've got an awesome guest today. I uh, really appreciate him taking some time out of his super busy schedule to talk with me and join you guys on the Warrior Monk Podcast. I've got Chris Walsh, Special Tactics, or I guess now it's Special Warfare Officer. They recently uh, re- rebranded and a Team USA bobsled, bobsled team member. Uh, he's also got a bunch of other stuff going on under his belt, which we'll talk about a little bit in the conversation. So Chris, thank you so much for uh, taking the time and speaking with me today. Yeah, Lance, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, you're right. We have just rebranded the, uh, the special warfare thing. It all happened after I kind of got into the bobsled world and started doing the athlete program with the Air Force. So yeah, I was, I was also like trying to figure out what was going on on, on that side of the house, but, um, yeah, that's that's a good rundown of my background. I, I came into the Air Force, uh, I guess 2009 was when I commissioned and started as a maintenance officer and then cross-trained into special tactics in 2012. I think I got the timing right. Yeah, it's been a while now. That's a big um, switch. Yeah, it was. it was. It was what I wanted to do initially. So, sure. um, you know, sometimes you just don't get what you want off the get-go. And so you know, I had to go put my head down, grind, and, and get, get another opportunity. And luckily, I made it work. Um, then just recently in 2019, I got picked up into the Air Force's world-class athlete program to do focus solely on bobsledding and hopes to make the 22 Olympics and, and bobsled. Yeah, so I, I heard a little bit about that from the, the Free Range American podcast that you and the rest of the guys on the team were on. So how, how does that program exactly work? Is it is it like a recruiting or do you apply for it and uh, they kind of stick you into a sport? Can you, can you kind of give me a little bit of detail on that? Yeah. Uh, the Air Force is different than the Army. The Army has mm-hmm. a program as well. Uh, theirs is a bit more, I guess, would say robust in terms of how, how they recruit. The Air Force has traditionally been, um, this is actually changing kind of as we speak, but traditionally it's been if you are an active duty member and you have the capacity to compete at an Olympic level in, a, in track and field, any, any Olympic sport, um, then there's a program where they will, for two years or a little over two years they'll give you 
full reign to just focus on your sports solely. Uh, so you report to Air Force Sports down in Lackland. Um, and, you know, there's some small things you have to worry about. But generally speaking, like every day, your training regimen, you know, getting to competitions and and physical therapy, all the stuff that you need to do to be at the top of your game and athletics, they they let you do that. And then in exchange, I guess, for being allowed to do that for a few years as an active duty service commitment uh, that comes with it. So, you know, you'll take every year that you're in the program, essentially you give a year back. So okay. not a bad, not a bad deal. I mean, you're yeah. a professional athlete, so yeah, yeah. can't complain. Getting, so. getting access to, I mean, not only the, the honor and, and ability to represent the U S but all the awesome amenities that come along with being treated like a professional athlete too, which is, which is something, I guess the ST community, and I guess in general, you know, so common, uh, and it seems even like the big military want is slowly trying to transform more to as well as, you know, getting access to the, the POTA for the preservation of the force and family, along with treating, uh, treating all the, the warriors and warfighters like the high performance machines uh, that they want us to be with physical therapy and sports psychologists and uh, dietitians, nutritionists and all that kind of stuff too. So it's, it's really cool to see how this kind of mentality has uh, come into the military and especially the soft community of like, Hey, we've got a, you know, AC-130 platform that's been rocking and rolling for 30 or 40 years, it's like maybe we could potentially get the same kind of return on investment out of our warfighters as well. Yeah, and honestly, the uh, I mean, you're 100% right. Like the the transition for me to leave the athlete program or from special tactics to go into the athlete program briefly, like in some ways it was almost a step down. Like the level of support I had in really? my unit and everything was just incredible. And right. I had whatever I want whenever I needed it. Um, and it's just the staffing isn't quite as good at some of the Olympic training centers. And, you know, it's not a government funded program. No Olympic sports are in the U S the mm -hmm. other countries do it that way. So everything's private donorship or States or however, however they worked it. Um, so that, you know, I, there are times when I was like, man, actually it was easier for me to be back at my, uh, back at, back at Fort Bragg, back in the Southern Pines area. And, and just go back to my old unit and have them help me out if I have some issues. Cause you know, that's just, I, there's incredibly robust and capable staff that, uh, you know, is easily world-class. I would say yeah. on par with all the folks I've met in the Olympic training center. They're awesome as well. They just, they've got a lot less people to do deal with a lot of different sports, a lot of different athletes. So for sure, man. Uh, so I, I wanted to kind of step on this, this thing, cause you're dude, you're doing a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, we, the, the term Jack of all trades, master of none gets, gets thrown around a lot. It's, usually it's the PJs kind of use it, but, uh, you know, being already a soft operator includes so much stuff between, you know, dive qual, halo, uh, air traffic control, all this stuff. Um, so how did, how did you go, you started doing that and then took on the athlete program? Like you've talked a little bit of how that program works, but how did you like decide to do that? And then also you're, you're starting a racing career now too. Yeah, I know. It sounds, it sounds completely insane when you say it like that. Uh, you know, there was a very deliberate and, uh, approach to doing those things. I would say like, ST, I mean, my background in athletics goes back to college is like football, ran track. Um, and so that stuff was always there. Some of those skills, which, which translate pretty nicely to bobsled. Yep. Um, and bobsled does like an open combine tryout process to get involved with the sport. So I just knew that it was something actually I wanted to do when I was in the pipeline. I was just like, oh, wow, that's cool. There's maybe a path to the Olympics for me. I just, I'm not quite good enough as a track athlete. Um, to go just purely on that. So maybe I should try that out. But, you know, I was very dedicated to getting through the special tactics pipeline, deploying, 
getting that experience. It was a very, it was a pretty big fight for me to get out of maintenance into that, uh, into that career field. Um, so yeah, I tried out and then, um, I just kind of started focusing my training when I was at the unit a little bit more towards power and strength and speed, uh, still doing my day-to-day job. And I actually started competing for a little about a year was going permissive TDY to competitions as I could fit them in, um, to start the sport, uh, which was in 2018 and then PCS and then finally got accepted into the program. Um, so it was a bit of an overlap. It was very challenging because I was not training full time. Like I was training in the mornings, going to work all day, doing my ST stuff. Um, luckily I was kind of in an operations role like most officers end up. Right. Uh, so it helped to have a bit more consistency in terms of not traveling as much. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how that went down. Luckily I got picked up on a team and got accepted into the program. So now I can focus solely on that. And then, you know, the racing thing has been something that I've always kind of been into up in Washington at the ST unit there. I was also on the side, I got into motorcycle racing. And so I started doing, um, like super bikes on road courses, um, and so that's where my racing passion, where I actually put my racing passion into action and then just kind of did that on the side. I didn't get to race very consistently. I maybe would hit out of a season. I'd get like one or two races in at most based on travel and what I could, you know, make happen. Um, but then, you know, COVID happened and I got into sim racing through a buddy at, uh, uh, out of, he actually was a skeleton athlete, a guy named Greg West. And he started, went and worked for iRacing, which is kind of like the leader of online simulation. Um, he hooked me up with an account. And then it just like, once I started driving cars, knowing that was something I was into, I just really got into the sim thing, decided to, you know, go out and rent a seat or two in a few different um, races at endurance racing. And then was ended up being pretty fast and met another team, did some more racing with them. And then the opportunity to go professional this summer came up and so i've got my competition license and i should be doing that race here in june okay. um, for the first time so i don't know how many rounds i'll get in it's incredibly expensive yeah, so yep um sponsorship is like the biggest yeah, part of the sport <laughs> yeah I, I mean like you could have all the talent in the world if you can't find the support then it's really hard so yeah. um i'm still working through that stuff that because cool. right now i'm good for one race but um yeah just trying to get through more than one will be will be a challenge so hopefully you know someone will be you know excited about my story and want to get on board but i'm gonna say man if there's if there's somebody you know an an, uh, air force special operations you know guy crushing it like who's looking for a sponsor i'm sure there's somebody out there that's gonna be like yeah this guy we need to fund this guy because he's Um, monster i just gotta find him that's all yeah Yeah, for sure man well the internet you know it's it's easier than ever to try to connect people so agreed so i i want to ask a little bit uh so the whole thing with the warrior monk podcast too is like the the is about balance and uh so we kind of like talk about, you know, all the, all the kind of stuff that you do within the special operations arena. And it's like, you know, it's, it's hard enough just trying to fit in the balance between work life and all that kind of stuff. So what can, do you have any like personal strategies or anything that you do to like kind of find that time? Cause you're, you're also a family guy, aren't you? Yeah. So yeah, I've got a family, uh, two little girls I love to death and, and a beautiful wife. And so I'm really lucky on that front. Um, yeah, 100% balance is the best way to put it. Uh, and really, I think the thing that, you know, to be successful in anything is all comes down to the level of attention you give it, right? So, like, if I want to be the best at, um, you know, racing, and I'm going to give it a lot of attention, if I want to be the best bobsledder I can be, it's going to take a lot of attention. There's only so many 
items that you can really give high levels of focus to. So you just have to really be very like strict with your time. And, mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is like, cut away the stuff that just doesn't useful. So like, I don't do extra stuff. Like I don't watch any extra TV and it's not because I don't want to, or I have any like personal qualms against it. It's just, I don't have time for it. And so yeah. like, if, if I'm watching TV, it means it's because I'm hanging out with my wife. That's not because I'm just watching it on my own. So, um, really it's just prioritizing the time that you have and, fo- and finding the things that mean a lot to you and then, and dedicating that time to it. Uh, there's a lot more hours in the day than people realize. Oh man. But, so true. <laughs> yeah. And it's so easy to just let them melt away. So right. if, uh, if you just find a way to kind of prioritize the stuff you want to do and, and use those hours towards one of those goals in some capacity, um, that's good. And, and it's even easier when you find that thing that you love to do. Like I love racing and, and all that stuff. And I love training. And so every time I'm working on those goals, it doesn't feel like I'm working. Like I could spend hours on it and be like, Oh man, man, the day's over already. But sure. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know if that answers the question, but that's, that's the way I, I approach it. No, I think it totally does, man. I, I, and I, I agree with that. And I know so having self-awareness, you know, when I've said like, Oh, I don't have enough time to do this or, you know, I, I don't, I can't, you know, and I'm one of those people too, that I try to put stack a lot of stuff on my plate. Uh, not as much as you, but you know, I think for, for myself, I, I tend to, but looking at, looking at just little stuff, like how much time have I sp- spent staring at the phone? You know, a lot of people are like, I don't have time. It's like, you, you use that that little app on your phone that tells you the screen time oh, or whatever. Yeah. it's like four four hours of the day i've been spent on this thing it's like i could be using that time for something that first of all means a lot more is a lot more productive is more goal oriented or mission oriented so i think you really hit it on the head i think having that self-awareness and that kind of discipline to really focus your time on the things that matter and and you know especially right now in our today's society there's so much just stuff to distract you yeah. like you said like whether it's you know the phone apps or tv or even the news like i i i see it with people that are older than us and our generation or older than our generation to tend to like watch the news a lot right and it's like the same we're hearing the same thing over and over again it's just a different spin on it 15 20 minutes later so it's like all right we know what's going on turn it off and move on to the next things it's yeah it's not gonna change but uh yeah man i do appreciate your take on it so um i want to ask you too because you had a you had an injury lately right yeah so, yeah, so it's like a, it's kind of like a saga of an injury. So, oh, I, okay. Uh, which you know, I think part of it is is really the mentality you develop in the in special operations of like, hey, that ability to just kind of grit through things and mm-hmm. push through small pain is a great skill to have in absolutely. that type of setting, right? Like you absolutely need it because it will make you successful and help you get through some tough times. It is, I've learned, a very bad skill to have when you're worried about like like high-level competitive athletics. Right, right. Um, because like this, you think these like small injuries. So for me, it was like, hey, I was having some patella pain in my right knee. And that, that was going on and probably, you know, for a while, a little over a year. And I just kind of, you know, put some Tiger Bomb on it, took some Advil and or some ibuprofen and I would just push through it and it would be fine. And then eventually it got to the point where I was like actually damaging the, the quad tendon right there. And, um, it got some pairing inside of it. And then it got filled in with some, like a bony structure. There's some technical terms for that. And I, I'm not going to try to say them right now, uh, and make myself look stupid, but that's essentially what happened. And it just started causing more and more pain. Right. And then I got through that at the end of the 2020 season. To start this past year, like I got injured. Yeah, I would say March of 2020, 
had to go through the whole rehab process, got it up to speed. And then right at the end of 2021 season, which is like back in March, um, kind of had the same injury crop up. I just had an instance of like where I missed a load into the sled. Uh, and that jolt was just enough to like really aggravate it again. So, um, I've been way better about being more conscious. Like I will say, if like you're worried about athletics, like listening to your body and if it's telling you something, even if it seems small, like you need to be very cognizant of that. It's very applicable in athletics. If you're listening to this and you're like, Hey, I want to do special operations. Yeah. There's a time and a place to listen to your body, but there's also like, you have to be able to turn that part of your brain off and just say, Hey, I got to suck it up and move on. So finding this, finding the balance is an important thing. If you're trying to do more than one of those, those items. Right. Right. And I know they say it in all the special operations pipelines, right? Like know the difference between being hurt and being broken. Cause you know, you push yeah. through hurt. If you're, if you're broken, you know, it's, you, you become more of a asset than a, or excuse me, a liability than an asset type of thing. But so is the, is the injuries getting better then? It is. Yeah. It's, it's just one of those types of things where it's like, I guess the, the technical term would be tendinopathy and it's mm-hmm. uh, like, luckily, well, we don't need surgery, which is a good thing. I can get right. through it without surgery, but that also means it's just a very, it's a, it's a long timeline to just let it heal. Cause there's just been a ton of um, aggravation to the tendon and, and the bone underneath. And so those things, like I want it to get better fast, but I also know like I, it's very important that I take my time and be patient right now to yeah. let it get fully healthy because this is the Olympic year and whatever happens this summer in our trial process is going to pretty much determine my fate for making this Olympic squad. So I've got to, as much as it's against my, my inner, like who I am to just push through the pain. Like I've just got to stay patient and just do what I can at the moment. And, and, uh, a bit of a humbling lesson, but you know, probably a good lesson to learn. Yeah. And that's, that's so true of soft tissue injuries too. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I've, I've, I'm, I'm a strength conditioning coach, not that I'm a physical therapist or anything, but I've been enough in the books to know, like when they tell you the timeline of like six to eight weeks before you're even supposed to be really like starting to kind of go back into a, any kind of training regimen or, or, or even just abiding by whatever your physical therapist is, is giving you. It's like, you know, that mentality, especially that soft mentality of like, man, I could, you know, I can push through, I can go hard. It is, it's probably takes a lot of that self-discipline too, just to kind of like pull back a little bit and are like, all right, I need to let, I need to let this thing take the time that it needs to, to actually heal properly and, and fully heal. Cause the worst thing, the worst thing you can do is it like what it gets like three quarters of the way and it re-injures again. Right. And you just constantly yeah. lose, losing those gains. Cause you're re-injured. Yeah it sucks. I've been there too, man. It's, it's definitely the worst feeling in the world. So it's a, it's definitely a mental, a mental game as much as it is a physical game. hundred percent. Yeah. So if you, uh, uh, well, I go, I go through a couple of questions that I like to always ask everybody on this podcast. And, mm-hmm. uh, so the first is like, who's influencing you right now. And, uh, that can be anyone from in your personal life or, you know, a mentor that you've had throughout the, t- the years, someone that you read, uh, something of that nature. Yeah. I, you know, I wouldn't, it's such a tough question for me because it's like, um, I look at it as like, I'm shaped by all the people that I spend my time with and decide to talk to. So I wouldn't say it's like one person that I yeah. is the, is the whole, um, focus or whole, whole, um, mentorship that I go through. There are people that I, I hold pretty close, um, their opinion in close regard. Like I have uh, my, I haven't been working with him a while, but my original strength conditioning coach, a guy named Alex Harrison, um, really smart guy, uh, writes for RP Strength. Um, so 
pretty pretty well off in terms of like the strength conditioning world and and knowing that um and he was a team usa bobsledder kind of funny story he got injured as well ended up not making the olympic team because he broke his foot that year which is really unfortunate and sad for him he's a, he's an awesome guy but he's a dude whose opinion i just really appreciate and usually if i'm like going through decision making process um you know he's a guy that i will definitely reach out to and say hey man here's what i'm trying to do what do you think you know, just just as a sounding board. My wife is someone else that, like every crazy idea I come up with, like she is a big part of how I approach it. And, you know, she's kind of got the, I've got a very like, I wouldn't say dreamers mentality, but I've got big goals and big aspirations. And so she helps kind of put some of the grounding groundwork underneath that to say, hey, well, if you want to do X, Y, or Z, like, like racing, for example, like the financial side of that's important. Like, here's how we can make it work. And, and so that's, she's, she's huge. And then, you know, my parents are, are some people are, are two people that I always reach out to and when I have stuff and, you know, for the news and like what's going on in the world, that's so tough. I try to just like really keep a broad, broad, broad perspective on everything. So, um, I think that, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say it's like misinformation, but there's a lot of, you know, uh, opinion in the news right now. So it's very hard to get just fact. So we really have to be willing to say, Hey, I'm going to go read stuff from Fox news and CNN and the Atlantic. And then, you know, time or, um, the New York times. And just, even if it's not publications, I normally would, would go to between all that stuff, you've got to kind of look between the lines and, and get, yeah, get your truth out of it and, and understand, like, I wouldn't say there's a narrative and that there's any big, you know, like entity in the background trying to shape our country, but people are naturally, you know, they have their opinions and that, and that happens. So you just have to be willing to, to get, get the facts from a few different places and, and form a, form a good educated opinion. So that's kind of how I've been getting through a lot of what's going on in the world right now. Yeah. And, you know, and time, with it. yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, I, I don't doubt that there's some other, you know, or third party interference yeah, we, things that are going on. Get, we don't have to get into, yeah. into all I mean, the that's a whole other discussion, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, you know, that's, people don't realize that that's part of it and, yeah, and that's, that's important yeah and that's a big big thing to be very cognizant of when you're looking yeah. at, at that news. i would just generally say if like you're trying to get your news and this is off topic a little bit but no i love it ba- if it's on a meme or if it's on like there's two <laughs> sentences on a picture it's just not enough information like yeah. these problems and these things are just way too complex to be summed up in a couple sentences on a on a picture or something that's inflammatory so please don't do that just, yeah, man. Just go read about it a little bit more and then form an opinion and go from there. Um, I'm a firm believer of, of, and I see people do it all the time, avoiding those echo chambers. Like people, people tend to get very latched on the thing that kind of just affirms what they already believe or what they already, the direction they want to lean. And I think uh, that he really hit the nail on the head there. He's like, don't, don't take it at face value. Go and, and get, get different opinions. You know, if, if you're, if someone was like, I'm going to do, I'm going to do surgery on your spine. I don't, I don't think I would just go with the first doc that was like, oh, I'm going to open you up, cut you open. I think I'd get a second opinion. And I think if you're talking about stuff as crazy as like current world events and stuff like that, you should definitely keep your mind open to more than one source as well. So I'm hundred percent behind what you're saying, man. Uh, when you hear the words warrior monk, what, what does that make you think of? Uh, and uh, what do you think makes someone a warrior monk? Um, you know, this is when I, when I became a team leader, it's kind of, I, I look at it as kind of the same kind of mentality I had with, uh, with the way I tried to lead a team 
at the 2-2. My first team in special operations was uh, red team up at, at the 22nd Special Tactics Squadron. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I kind of, I wouldn't say published a paper, that's the wrong word, but I put out some a small document to the team. It was like, hey, here's my mentality on what I think, how we should act as operators and, and men. And um, and the phrase I came up with was like a Viking gentleman, which is a very kind of <laughs> almost like conflicting, conflicting um, ideologies. But I was like, I, there needs to be a time and place where I have somebody who can go out there and if I need them to rage on the battlefield and destroy everything in their path, I want that. And they have a burn the boats mentality where they're willing to go out there and it's like, hey, we're going to go finish this. And, and if we don't come back, then that's okay. I like that. But conversely, there's also a time and place most of the time where we don't need to be that, right? Mm-hmm. Like you got to be able to turn that switch off and, and be home and be a, a gentleman and, you know, be respectful, you know, have a good, just be good to people. And um, so when I think of warrior monk, you know, that's kind of the, the way I look at it, you know, educate yourself, be, have a, have a switch where you can go from zero to a hundred. And, you know, if you have to get incredibly aggressive and, and, and get that side of you to show, be able to do that. But 90% of the time, you know, be a little bit, just be calm, you know, be a good person and, and uh, just try to help everyone around you. That's, that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah, dude. I love that. I haven't heard that before the, the Viking gentleman, but uh, I'm, I won't steal that from you, but I definitely will keep that in the back of the mind. Cause I, I definitely like it. And uh, of course, like the OG warrior monk being general Mattis, right. And his, mm-hmm. I always liked his one quote, you know, be polite, be courteous and have a plan to kill everyone in the room, which I always feel like is a great takeaway yeah, for you. You, know, you. You can be a statesman, but you know, if, if that line gets crossed, you can, you can end stuff real quick. So I, I definitely like, uh, viking gentleman that's that's a, that's a good one man i appreciate you sharing that well do you like i said you've got a lot going on a lot of stuff on your plate but uh hey man we need to get you a sponsorship for uh for your racing team so uh if people want to follow you man people want to kind of see you on your journey here uh tell them please how to get in touch how to follow you and you got a twitch stream too right yeah so um i so i'm with air force gaming started a competitive team oh, um so that. i'm actually yeah, they, they got big into it. Uh, I got onto the competitive team for sim racing. I'm, so I'm, I'm pretty quick there. Um, so yeah, my uh, my Twitch is, I guess, twitch.tv slash Walsh AF, like Air Force. Um, mm-hmm. Though it also sounds like something else. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> I didn't think about it, but I like it. So I kept it. Um, and then on Instagram is where I'm the most active. Uh, and so that's walk.usa. Is, uh, is my IG account. And that's where I do most of my posting. And they're they're linked. I don't really have much into Facebook. I'm not a big, I think Facebook is, is in a weird place right now. So I don't do it too is much in a weird there. Place. Yeah. I um, liked Instagram a lot more until Facebook bought it too. But whatever. Yeah. You can, you can yeah. only fight the beast. And so, so yeah, bad. exactly. So I try to do, you know, just keep my journey out there and get it. It's completely apolitical and it doesn't get into any of those types of issues. Yep. Um, so it's just about, you know, living a good life and and trying to be a good person and, and set a good example for those around you um, and take care of them. So, yeah, uh, you know, if anyone is interested in getting involved in the racing stuff, I'm always open. But if not, I'm going to keep doing it. So hopefully, you know, it's at least entertaining to someone. But I, I really appreciate you having me on tonight. It's, it's, it's cool. Yeah, man. Well, Chris Walsh, I appreciate you. The Viking gentleman himself. I appreciate your time today, man. And uh, looking forward to seeing all the more cool stuff you'll be doing in the future. All right. Thanks, Joe. Good evening. You too. 
And thanks again to the gentleman Viking himself, Chris Walsh. I really enjoy the conversation. Hope you guys did as well. Guys, if you don't know, you can find him on Instagram at walsh.usa or find his twitching channel at twitch.tv slash walshaf and check out what he's doing because he's got more cool stuff coming up. I've seen some pictures of his racing car uh, posted recently and it looks badass. I'm not going to lie. I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to start doing with his racing career coming up here in the near future. Guys, the Warrior Monk Podcast, trying to put out more content for you. I need you guys to help me out a little bit. I need you to help me spread the message a little bit. Please go check out the Instagram at the Warrior Monk Podcast or on Facebook at the Warrior Monk Podcast. Leave a message. Tell me if you like it or not. Tell me if you want some different content. Share it with somebody that you think would like it. Tag them in it. Shoot me a direct message. Uh, Give me a suggestion for what you want to see or hear in the future. I'm working on content. I want to give it to you guys, but I need some feedback. So I'd appreciate it if you get in touch with me and let me know what you think. So stay tuned for more episodes in the future and let's continue to grow through balance. This is Lance signing out.